0: Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Episode 68 of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. I'm Brent Griffith, and that's my co-host, Whitney Roberts. Say hey, Whitney. 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 Are, Are you on mute, Whitney? Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. You're stuck with me for this show. Whitney was unavailable this month to record unfortunately as often happens life has gotten in the way and uh, Whitney has had quite a bit of travel that he's had to deal with and we were just not able to get together this month so the show must go on we're gonna have a special episode for you now if you're new to the show I would suggest you jump all the way back to episode 64 And Yeah, I know this is 68. Why all the way back to 64? 64 was our last regular show where Whitney and I carried on as we normally do for the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. 65, if you want to go ahead and listen to that if you're again new to the show, was our live stream from Friday night at Louisville Arcade Expo, which was held here in Louisville, Kentucky in March. Then 66 is the Saturday night live stream. A uh, lot of great guests during both of those shows. I really suggest that you you go back and give them a listen if you haven't already heard them. And then 67 was, uh, all these shows are special. I think I've said that for all of them. 67 was a really, let's go with unique show. Because that show was a really short little show. And it is The Loop as we call it, Whitney and I call it, that we run at Louisville Arcade Expo. So every year we take our outtake reels, put them together, and then that actually gets blasted out to violate everyone's eardrums at Louisville Arcade Expo from our booth. So yeah, give 67 a listen. Like I said, it's really short and it's kind of Like I said, it's all of our outtakes, and it's a few little funny bits from uh, segments that we've pulled out of of shows from the past year. So give that a listen. So that brings us up to 68, and this one's going to be a little different than our normal format because it's just me. Regular listeners of the show may be able to tell that I'm, as often happens, happens gosh, at least once a year, and this is going to be twice a year, my voice is a little weak right now. We're here in wonderful Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, our, our weather is always very erratic this time of year, and we're going through that right now. Cold swings, warm swings, and everything's in the middle of blooming, and everything that comes along with it, allergies and all those problems, and the, the sh- like I said, the show must go on, and I'm going to give everybody the last little bit of my voice. So here's what's going to go on during this episode. I've got a couple updates I want to pass along, some things I've had going on, some things going on here in town, bring you up to speed with what I've got happening. Uh, we we'll should have a lot of updates from Whitney for episode 69. So let me bring you up to speed with wh- wh- what I'm doing, what's going on here in town, some other, other happenings, and then we've got a, an interview. And this kind of gets us back to the Broken Token roots. We started the show. Oh, so many years ago at this point, and we we were able to kind of focus on collectors, uh, local collectors, folks that we've been we've had access to here in uh, Northern Kentucky, Southern Indiana, and, and just talk to them. Hey, how did you get into this? What's your collection like? How's it grown? Where is it going? how is the family involved so we're actually able to go back to that our roots a little bit at the end of this show we have about an hour interview with uh, a gentleman by the name of ken truax ken is new to the scene relatively speaking some of us have been in it for you know five six seven years decade two decades ken's only uh, a couple years in at this point point. And he's already got a, a pretty nice collection, and he, he's gone through the trials and tribulations that many of us have gone through. And so, like like I said here, at the end of the show, we'll present that interview with Ken, and and you, you can hear all about his experiences. And uh, Ken and I actually have a, a, a unique relationship and that we've got some, uh, uh, let, let's just say some, some very uh, close common friends, and I'll, I'll let what that means come out in the interview. So... All right, so l- let's talk a little bit about just updates that I've had going on, just kind of bring everybody up to speed. And for new listeners in the show, Whitney and I try to do this at the beginning of the show. We spend a little time, just kind of a little personal time letting everybody know what we're doing, how, how things are going in our world. So my up- here-, here are my updates. Uh, I've mentioned that coming into Love Arcade Expo, I was going to get ready to sell some games. I was going to clear the collection out a little bit. Some things, it-, it just was it was time to go, time to free up some space. I wanted the space for something that held a little bit more importance to me in the game room, and then I also had some games that were part of a buyout that that I was fortunate enough to be able to t- uh, take part in last summer and you know I, this was a was a good opportunity to go ahead. I had some time to spend to get those games up to snuff, get them kind of worked out the kinks kind of worked out and, and get them ready to go so What I did not bring back from Expo, I did not bring back my Pac Man upright. I had the Pac Upright full size, and I've also got the Pac Mini. And what I had opted to do, the Pac Mini needed to stay around, or a pack needed to stay around. I mentioned my niece just loves the the Pac games Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, all the derivatives. I kind of wanted to, I wanted the space, let's be honest. The where everything kind of lines out. If I were, when I pull that game out, I can actually, uh, I got just a little space between all the games in that section of the game room where I can pull that one 19 inch monitor cabinet out. Condense the space up of the other games that remain up against the uh, Hydro Thunder that's also in that line, and I got just enough space to put in another large driver. So we'll talk about that somewhere down the road. It's going to be a little bit down the road because I'm I'm, I want to work through some other stuff before I get to it. But more to come on that story. So the pack upright it went ahead and it left. Still got the mini. The mini actually went to the show with us. We had it right across from the booth. It was kind of like our mini, like our mini green room. Folks that were, you know, rotating in to to the show to get on a mic, they tend to they hover around the, the the pack mini and they play it and hang out for a little bit. It's always kind of fun to take along. You can put that little thing anywhere. I had two Space Invaders that I took with me, and one of them was right in my game room. It was the white cabinet Space Invaders, and it did not make the trip home it actually went to nashville and we'll just kind of leave it at that but let's just say it, you know it should be seen again here in the not too distant future now i did also take a few games that came from that buyout a couple summers ago or last summer rather i took an asteroid the lethal enforcers and a space invaders deluxe that's the red cabinet game and unfortunately all of those followed me home I was hoping not to have to bring all that home, but it just worked out that way this year. Now the asteroids is actually since since gone. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But someone that had seen the game at the show, they went ahead and, and contacted me after. So my load is lightning more and more. And that leaves me with the Lethal Enforcers and I think that one's got a home already. And then that Space Invader's Deluxe. So You know, I've had a lot of stuff shifting around. I'm freeing up a lot of space and I'm just excited to kind of kind of have that space back because I've got a couple of things in my mind that I want to go ahead and move work on through the course of the summer and then repopulate my game room again. So I mentioned the asteroids. It did very well at the show, but it did start to develop a little issue. And this is kind of like a little mini tech tip for everybody what was going on with it and this would apply to anything that's going to have your vector black and white vector game so battle zone asteroids asteroids deluxe pretty sure it's going to apply to like an omega race because that should be the the same couple monitors you know they only used uh, the model numbers escape me right now if i'd have taken better notes i'd have had it for everybody but they're all going to use one of the two monitors you know there's a wells monitor that's out there and an electro home monitor that's out there and they're they're so similar that they're even Pin compatible, and it's not uncommon to see kind of like a Franken monitor where it's got some parts from this and some parts from that, and they're all kind of munged together because they're pin, like I said, they're pin compatible. You can just unplug and chug and, and and let it roll. But what ended up happening with this monitor is on the deflection boards, you'll see two pots in the X section and two pots in the Y section. And They're set at the factory. They have to do with the linearity. They're setting your. They're basically setting up how it's drawing X and Y. They're adjusting that out, and then they hot glue those suckers. Over all these years, that glue expanding and contracting, working on that pot on the little thumb wheel, and uh, just the age of the pot, they start to develop problems. And it's you get a very similar thing on the boards themselves, where you've got the adjustments in the X Y sections on the boards, and it's not uncommon to have to replace the pots on the board. That's what I ended up having to do on on the asteroids to kind of solve my little jump problem that I had in the x axis. Took me a little bit to sort that out, but once I did, man, it was rock solid and it went on to its new home and uh, the gentleman that bought it was just thrilled to have it. Here's something else I wanted to mention too. One of the things I was kind of checking out when I when I noticed the jumpy, the jumpiness, the jittery in the screen, I was trying to sort out, you know, okay, is it on a, is it rhythmic? Is there a pattern to it? Is there, am I having problems in the game board? Unfortunately, I've got a, a, another Asteroids in my collection. So I could actually pull the game board out, try it in my game and start isolating things and trying to figure out, okay, is it in the monitors in the board? Is it, where, where is it at? I knew it wasn't in the board because I I'd put that board in my game and it would run solid. No problems. Leads me to the cab. All right. Is it in the monitors and in the in the somewhere else in the cabinet. And one of the things I was kind of looking at was the old big blue, all right? And this is going to be a common thing that you're going to run into with, um, with pretty much you know, all of your older Ataris. They eventually got away from it, but all of your older classic Ataris have got that big blue filter cap that's down there in the transformer assembly. Quick little tech tip on how you test that thing. First of all, what does it do? It's filtering the AC the wall current, it's it's a filter for that as it enters the game. All right, and as they fail, some ripple will. Uh, let me let me actually uh, let's correct that. It has it has filter. It is part of the filtering in that transformer assembly as it is converting AC into DC direct current. Okay, so as that cap fails it can allow a little AC to ride out. And what ends up happening is is it makes that DC, the direct current, instead of like a nice, solid, stable voltage, rather, I keep saying current, instead of a nice, stable, predictable, flatline voltage, it will ride up and down like a little wave. A little AC gets in the DC, so how do you test that? And this seems to be a big mystery that floats around quite a bit. I actually learned this from a local. He's been on the show before. Uh, posted this out on Clove long ago. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Edward Lutz posted this. So the way I learned to test it, and if you know of a different method, or if you think this is good, bad, or indifferent, I'd love to hear from you. Brent at Brokentoken.com. Hit us up on Facebook. What you do is you get yourself a, a fairly decent meter. You need, a, you need a digital meter. I'm not sure, honestly, if this would work even on an analog, with an analog meter. Set it to AC voltages. Set it to AC. And if it's not auto ranging, you need to set it, you know, at least 20 volts or higher, whatever, however your ranges break out. Go to the AR board, the audio regulator board, the power supply board in your Atari, find the ground lug, and then you'll have like a 10.3 volt DC lug in on there somewhere, a test point and measure with your meter on AC measure between the ground and then that 10, three lug and see what you get. All right. Now, ideally you want it to be below 0.3 volts AC. Okay. Once you start getting above that and, and when long ago, I read the post that Edward had put out there about, uh, about this and he had done, sounded like he'd done quite a bit of testing. And, you know, this is where I am literally standing on the shoulders of giants here. Edward did all the footwork in his testing, once you get above point three, all bets tend to be off. Some boards will take more ripple and they'll be fine, but the majority won't, as I if I remember the the posting correctly. But that sweet spot, the breakover point seem to be 0.3 volts AC. So again, just real quick, you know, like I said, if you got a if you got an Atari cabinet, it's got a big blue, you want to test it, fairly decent little meter, put it in AC probe between the ground pin a ground test lug on the ar and the 10.3 dc lug on your ar and yes you are those are dc that's a dc lug but you you're in ac mode and you want to see below 0.3 volts ac if it's above i'd look at replacing the ar or excuse me excuse me the big blue that that's just some stuff that i went through with the asteroid just testing just figuring things out and working through it and getting it ready to kind of to move it on uh like i said the new owner was just thrilled to thrilled to get it it was a, a game that he he really really wanted and he had a big smile ear to ear when 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 we were loading it up so it was it was awesome that it went to somebody that, that was just gonna i knew was gonna enjoy it mentioned Ken, his interviews coming up. I, I got a I got a millipede board that I've been kind of pecking at for him. He's got a millipede that he's wanting in his collection. So I've been spending a little time poking at that. And I, I haven't gotten far into it. I've basically just been trying to get it set up on the bench and get it powered up. And when I get deeper into that, I'll report back on that. Maybe I can have some some insight and some cool tech tips that'll help somebody out there. But as of now, not much with it. And I've also got... Once I get once I get through Ken's board and this this next thing, I'm going to focus on stuff for me. To be honest with you, I had a couple promises to keep in terms of helping a couple folks out, and once that's done, I think I'm going to spend a little Brent time. To be honest with you, and work on more games and a few things here around the house for me. But the other thing I've got is sitting here next to me in the the luxurious Broken Token Studios is a space shuttle pinball, not mine. Lake, local lady that owns it, and she just loves this game, and she just has a ball with it. I, I haven't played one in a while, and, and it, you, when you look at it, it, it's not a super complex layout compared to a modern game. And I mean, it's got a ramp to it. It's got actually two ramps to it, and it's it's got a couple ball locks. It does have a multi ball, uh, and. But if, if, if for anyone that's not familiar with this, this is Space Shuttle is the game that people say was the game that saved pinball. You had that real low spot. Everybody was really struggling to sell games. Uh, I'm hopefully I'm getting the, the specifics of the story correct. But Williams was at that point really close to shuttering the pinball division. Barry Osler comes along. He designs space shuttle. Space shuttle makes it out on the streets, and it starts selling like gangbusters. And it it breathes life back into the the industry that we know and love as pinball. So, I, I've gotten it running, gotten this uh, space shuttle running, played a little bit, and man, it's a fun game. And, and you know, I, I dare I say, I hesitate to say, but I could almost see having a space shuttle dedicating the space in the game room for a space shuttle. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's not. Again, it's not super deep. It's not super complex. But it's. It's a fun game. Anyway, the, like I said, local lady that reached out to me, and I, I just decided to say, okay, yeah. I mean, I get calls. I'm sure we all do. Once, once somebody finds out, hey, you've got games. Do you know how to fix games? Do you know how to? And and, and I get that quite often. And, and it's it's hard to do anything. I really don't like to do anything for a lot of people just because it's just just time. I'd rather let's just be honest here. I'd rather spend it either on my collection, my games or not even in the hobby. I mean, I just value the time whether I'm outside doing something, doing something with the family. I'm not inclined to go and take in any kind of any kind of work, but on occasion I'll help out a, a local. I'll put some of their stuff on my bench and scoop my stuff aside. And every once in a while, I get into something like this, like the space shuttle. So anyway, it, it was there. There wasn't much to it. it. It had a little battery corrosion issue on the on the MPU, which is real easy to clean up. We've talked about that in past shows. A little time in the in the media blast cabinet cleaned it right up. Couple capacitors, and we're off to the races. Game had a blown fuse. Other than that, I've been, like I said, I've been down here playing it. Man, I almost kind of don't want it to leave, but that's a whole other story. All right. So while we're talking about pinball, the big news from Stern since our last formal recording was Iron Maiden. Friends of mine that know me know that back in the day, I was a big Iron Maiden fan. And when we had. The tape deck set up on the show a couple shows back, that may have been, let me scroll back here, that may have actually been the last recording Whitney and I did, the the, uh, show 64 in February which is when we had the tape deck out. Yeah, I think it was. We had the tape deck out, and we had a copy of Scott DeNisi's soundtrack for Total Nuclear Annihilation, and we were loading it in the tape deck live and streaming the tape deck into the uh, the podcast rig and running it on the show. And thank you, by the way, Scott. He uh, he was gracious enough to provide uh, permission to us to use that soundtrack for our new uh, our new show template the the music that you hear in between segments and intro and outro that's scott's music From total the total nuclear annihilation soundtrack When, when I had that out I'm pretty sure I went and I grabbed a random tape that I have kind of out here in the game room as part of like some static You know adz kind of retro displays and it was an iron maiden tape and threw it in and played a little iron maiden I was an iron maiden fan back in the day. And I guess I still am. I haven't kept up with their recent catalog. I know that they've still been producing music. They're huge in Europe, stateside. They're not as big, not near as big now. You don't really hear about them like you did in the in the 80s and early 90s. But you know, I know they're still out there. Stern released the game. I haven't even gotten to see play videos of it yet. I know Jack Danger did some streaming. There's some stuff out there. I haven't been able to sit down and actually watch it. I've taken a decent look at the play field. Unfortunately, the pictures I've looked at, they've it's kind of been more sectional, like the lower section, you know, the, off to the right, the upper left, and it's kind of focusing on pieces of the art. And it's I don't know, part of me is maybe kind of somewhat avoiding it because that is just by theme, that's one that really hits home. I've had, I don't know how many people hit me up, text me, uh, see me for the first time in a month and not say, hi, how you doing? The first thing they'll say is, are you getting Iron Maiden? I don't know. I want to play one. I said long ago on the show that I'd never buy a game, especially like a new game without playing it. I wouldn't buy a new title without playing it. And I had a hard time. I want to go back in memory here and say, I can't, I'd have a hard time shipping a game, because I'd want to see it, especially like a pinball. Well, I broke my rule when it came to Ghostbusters because Whitney and I both bought that game, having just seen it but never played it. Having gone through that experience and stepping back now and saying, "Okay, if I want an Iron Maiden or any game, any new game for that matter," there's a larger window if you want to avoid the frenzy of it. You know, if you're going, if you're in for an LE, you got to get in it period. I mean, you almost have to get in it before it's official. If you're going to want a pro or a premium, step back, take it easy. And, and that's that's the kind of the approach I'm going to take. There should be one in Louisville here before too long. There's been a new Stern dealer that spun up here in Louisville. So I, I expect that I'll see one before not too long. I, ideally, I'm hoping here before the end of April, maybe. And, and it'll be a pro. I haven't heard anything yet about the premiums, uh, I haven't heard about pictures. I haven't heard about streaming or or anything. So I don't, I don't even know if there's like a, can y'all tell that I've been kind of avoiding this. This is kind of like, it's kind of like when a Marvel movie comes out or when a new Star Wars movie comes out, I avoid all of it other than the trailers. I'll watch the trailers, but I get out of all of the fan speak and I just want to go into it, open mind it with no, okay, well this is going to happen. And then if it does or doesn't, I'm a, I'm a vindicated or disappointed that's kind of the way I'm approaching Iron Maiden right now. I've seen some pictures, quote-unquote, the trailers. Probably would watch a little stream or something. But at the end of the day, I want to actually sit down, get my popcorn, my proverbial popcorn, and experience it firsthand. So that, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know. May, maybe, maybe more to come. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if there's any surprises for Episode 69 as it comes to Iron Maiden. All right. So let me get into one more thing, real quick, before we get uh, into the interview with Ken. And that is, I wanted to give everybody a little update on one of the venues here in town. I know you all have heard us talk about it a million times Rec Bar. Rec Bar has just expanded. Uh, into a new section of the building they're in. And if you look on our Facebook page, you'll see pictures of their new dedicated pinball room. So the pinball room opened up with like 54 pins, ready to go, murals on the wall. I mean, it, it is re- inner, cool lighting. I mean, it is it, it is something to see. And you know, I ch- I'd encourage everybody to check it out and just, you know, facebook.com slash broken token, check our stream. It's going to be right there. If you're through Louisville, you know check out Zanzibar. Zanzibar's got some awesome games. I know that there's some real cool stuff going on over there, and hopefully more news to come uh, as to what's changing and you know improving, uh, more titles and the like. Uh, I've got some you know some whispers in the ear, you know, in my ear to my ear to the ground here on the local scene. There's some cool stuff coming with Zanzibar. We got cool stuff right now with Rec Bar. So if you're in Louisville, if you're coming through Louisville, if you're close to Louisville and you want to take a little detour, look Rec Bar up. That's R-E-C-B-A-R, Rec Bar. Come and check out the the game rooms. There's classic arcades and modern more modern arcades and there's ski balls and papa shots. And then like I said, there's this new dedicated Pinball room 54 pins in it now. I know that there's already another, so that'll be 55 that's going to be added this week. I'm pretty sure that the way it's all laid out, they can ramp up to over 60 pins in that room. All right, so that's kind of all my updates and kind of the local stuff that's going on. And my voice made it through it barely, it's almost gone. I'm giving it all for the show, so let's turn it over. And then we'll uh, hear a little bit about you know Ken, Mister Ken Truex, I mentioned, and you know just his experience in the hobby and how he got into it and and just how it ties into his world and his kids and his wife and his family and his friends and what it is to collect for Ken. I'd like to welcome a very special guest to the Broken Token Studio, local collector, Mr. Ken Truex. How you doing, Ken?
2: Good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
1: What we're going to do is we're going to talk to Ken. We're going to get back to the show's roots, which is talking to local collectors, talking to people just like Whitney and I that enjoy the hobby, enjoy games. And, you know, in the case of Ken's wife, try to keep his, you know, the rest of his family happy while his obsession slash hobby kind of takes over the house.
2: Isn't that right? Yeah. Keep the wife aggro down, right? (laughs) That's always important. That's, that's the hardest part, right? Managing the space and the wife anger.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, you bring up a really interesting point and, you know, full disclosure here, Ken's wife is actually a childhood friend of my sister's. Ken, did we realize that when we f- I, did we meet before you Not- started
2: collecting or um, maybe once uh, right before the I think maybe around the wedding time I think we might have met once through, okay through the wedding stuff but I heard that you had arcades but I wasn't really into them yet um, you know th- I like the idea of it but didn't have the space or the time or the money mm-hmm. and uh, so I kind of but separated the thought that hey you know this is the guy that does arcades and then we kind of connected again and i think we realized hey wait a minute there in that moment that we knew each other deeper
1: i i want to say and I'm, i'm thinking back did did we actually really officially across paths again, maybe at one of the Louisville Arcade Expos? Did yes. you bring a game in? Yes,
2: I brought a Miss Pack and that was the very first game I got. Okay. And yep. then
1: then I think that's where we kind of put it all together. And I wanna say that at one point in time, your wife Beth, she had maybe reached out to me through my sister, Brittany when you were either first starting or considering... Yes. I want to say Brittany mentioned something yeah, to Yeah, it me. was
2: my pac Pacman that I got. It was broken. I think she reached out to see if someone could help me fix it because, <laughs> you know, I got into this. I had no knowledge, right? No... I couldn't tell you what a fuse was. I couldn't... I mean, I knew what fuses were. I mean, but I couldn't tell you what, you know, any of the boards were. I couldn't tell you monitor names. So I remember when I opened up the back of the cabinet thinking, oh, I can do this, right? And it was like, oh, my goodness, right? There's this is way out of my league so i got to start figuring out how to do this so. was it
1: surprising the first time you opened one and you realized there's not a lot in them
2: no there's not and i built computers before so i thought okay that's a motherboard or like a motherboard i can sort of you know circuit board i can figure this out right i think i can do this right and i learned quickly you no know, you need a little bit you know you got to <laughs> learn you know so i definitely had to learn so a lot of videos a lot of kind people right asking lots of questions people being very patient saying no no you know it's not calling me dumb you know just like no that's not how that goes or this is how you should kind of get you on the right path yeah so very nice people along the way that i met to help me out
1: well i i'm
2: totally surely excluded from that no place. no you were definitely because definitely, <laughs> i know a couple of times i told my wife i was like gosh i don't want to keep bugging him because i know he's a busy guy but i've got a million questions <laughs> right i got a bazillion questions right and i was like i'm not going to do it i'm just not going to do it So, yeah, I've met a lot of people through, you know, uh, the groups, Facebook groups, I think, help a ton, especially when you're starting out. Whitney and I
1: have talked a little bit about that. It used to be, and this was the big thing before I even started into it, was just like the news groups, Mm -hmm. you know, and the general old school news groups. And then it kind of all moved itself into specific sites like Penside Mm -hmm. and Clove. And I know the console stuff I was doing back in the day, it kind of moved that way as well. And now it all seems to be falling into Facebook. And the one thing I have a hard time with Facebook, and I don't know if you've run across this, is if you're looking for something that you've seen, or maybe you're trying to search for someone that's had a similar situation as you,
2: Facebook doesn't lend itself
1: to that very well.
2: No, not at all. It's, it's I think it's good for the groups to... Get immediate gratification, maybe immediate help, immediate answers. Oh, not, there, there you go. There's... Maybe maybe not always constructive, right? I think you
1: just summed up Facebook, Facebook, Facebook in two
2: words, which is immediate gratification. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're you know because we used to have the forums, right? Yeah. You, you log on the forums and you have to wait. Oh my gosh, you know, I have to wait for something. To come but back. and they were
1: searchable though. Yeah, yes,
2: exactly. Yeah, you it know, was there forever. Mm-hmm. And that's why I liked forums better. But you know, Facebook took all that over, fixed it.
1: Well, so let's set a a frame of time, frame of reference for everybody. And, you know, you don't have to give exact age. You can do it within like eight or ten years. But so how old are you? I'm in my 40s. You're in your (laughs) 40s?
2: Yeah, so I'm an 80s baby. Okay. Uh, Well, no, I'm a 70s baby, 80s child. And, uh, you know, I graduated in 93. So, you know, I hit my teenage years right through that whole grunge phase. So I got to see the arcade through. Multiple years, right? Um, I got to enjoy it definitely in the 80s, it was amazing, right? So, and
1: that, and this is exactly why I bring this up because we are a couple years apart, yep. And in the arcade, that is huge,
2: it it is
1: you know, that's the difference between Pac Man Donkey Kong and Street Fighter, yep,
2: yep, you know, or vector games, right? Or vector games, yeah. Some some love those vector games, whereas others, it's not so appealing. but you know, I, I got a handful I'm I love, and others, I'm like, that's cool i see it and i appreciate it but yeah i definitely been fortunate enough to kind of see all three i guess errors Mm -hmm. the 70s 80s and 90s of arcades and and i enjoyed them all i would say the least favorite is the 90s there's only a handful that are good you know i'm I'm sorry (laughs) but there are some good ones i don't totally you know hate on the 90s i love, i but see and and i laugh
1: but i understand that it's it's where you fall in that that sweet spot if you grew up in it because there's definitely people i know that are heavy into to genres of games that weren't i mean they were in diapers when they were out that's just something that they fell into in life and enjoy but when you're kind of in our age range it it was where was that that sweet spot and i know that the some of the guys they I've, i've been at auctions before and they've asked "Well, what about this game i said the one over by the street fighter uh, what are you talking? And, <laughs> yeah. and then it comes to, fu- to turn out that it's like Mortal Kombat Two. No, that's a, you don't know that. I'm like, dude, it's all Street Fighter to me. I, I don't
2: know. You know, yes. there's 42 buttons and two, and two sticks. It's all Street Fighter. I, I don't know. I love that. No, I, I like the Street Fighter. I like the fighting games. Now, so I give you a little bit of background on me. I'm from an up t- uh, small town in upstate New York, and uh, I was fortunate enough the the guy across the street where I used to live. He had a laundromat get this it was kind of a, quite the thing he had a laundromat in the back in the front of the store he would have a pool table a foosball table about two to three pinball machines and about four arcades okay he sold he was the last soda li- soda jerk alive I think at the so time so he still
1: had a full soda fountain yeah, and sold, all that
2: full so- did all the full sodas huh. and he sold, sold sporting goods in the front part like cleats and stuff so he did it all in, oh, this, wow. little, in this little tiny place okay right? But he would rotate the games. That was the beautiful thing about it. I don't know. He was in tune enough, I guess, to he would rotate the arcade games and the pinballs. Now, balls.
1: were they new titles, or was yeah. it just stuff
2: he had in, a, in, like, a back stock, and he would ro- kind he would, of... I guess he would rotate them with the vendor. Okay. The oh, vendor. okay. Yeah.
1: So if he was working with a vendor. Yeah. Okay. And yeah.
2: so, you know, I got to experience a nice, you know, array of, you know, he'd always keep a couple classics and some newer ones, right, when it would come out. So I remember he'd go through cycles. And the ones that were more popular, he'd keep around for longer. So, like, of course, Donkey Kong stuck around for the longest, right? Who knows why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so but some of those stuck around more than others, and Street Fighter stuck around a lot when he got it in there because it was one of those fighting games where we'd all come from school, mm-hmm. everyone have their handful of quarters, right, and we'd line them up, and the best would stick around. So that whoever part was won, fun.
1: Whoever won got that got to play the next right, game. Got, game. Could play yeah, he played for free, so yeah. you
2: know that was that was bragging rights. So. You know, as a kid, I loved it because I would shovel snow, rake leaves, I would, you know, whatever I could to grab quarters, you know, lift under couch cushions, and I'd run <laughs> over to Gaivo's, right, and, and stick my money in those, in those you know, arcades, and it, it was great. And if you would have someone... You to, never
1: did any laundry while you were there?
2: Oh, sometimes. Okay. I think my dad was hilarious, you know, because it was just me and my dad growing up, and we were pretty poor, and he would say, all right, I'm giving you this money to go do the laundry. But I know you're going to spend some of it on the arcade. But try to bring me some change. I'm like, man, nee, it's not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> I'm going to spend. I it give all. you credit for at least
1: asking, Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, it ain't going
2: to happen. So you know, I think he knew he had to pay me to go do the laundry in quarters, so I would, you know, sit around <laughs> the arcade. So it was fun.
1: So you, you grew up with that with a was that the only local Whitney and I've had this conversation. So this is kind of, this is kind of interesting to me. Was that the only place that you played games or was there or in the community you lived in, were there games in other locations?
2: Well, that was the the family friendly place you could go. Okay. I was fortunate enough because, well, you know, however people look at it, but my dad was an old veteran. He was an old Marine. Mm-hmm. So he would drink a lot with the other old Marines in town. Hang out, right? Yeah. So they would hang out in the VFW, and the VFW would sometimes have a pinball machine or maybe one arcade game in there. And then he would also hang out at this bar, and they had a couple arcades in there. So those three spots in town, you, you know, they would all have a couple arcades each. So I could rotate in between the three I gotcha. bars. Okay. So you know we're. Some dads would take their kids hunting and fishing. My dad took me to the bar, and I got to play <laughs> arcades, which was awesome. I, I'm not complaining at all, right? Well,
1: you know, I'd be lying if I told you that didn't happen to me mm. it, it, to some degree with some you know, some of the folks in my family. Right, you know, because right. in it, it, the contrast I was making is Whitney was from a uh, – um, I feel like I'm talking about him since he's not here. <laughs> I'm certainly going to do it. I've already, I've already, you know, cut on Donkey Kong a little bit. It's like old times. Um, Whitney grew up in a very small town, small right. community, and it was there was games in an arcade, basically. Right. OK, and there was games in a very few num- few places here. I grew up in, in Louisville, which is I mean, it's not a huge city by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like I believe it's the largest, you know, in the state. Right. I believe I know it is. It's the largest in the state. There was games everywhere. You could walk into any corner convenience store anywhere. There was a game back in the day.
2: That's a huge difference. I think it plays a huge thing on what you're exposed to because I know getting into it again, Mm -hmm. I was exposed to I thought a lot of arcades, right? But Oh I, yeah, and coming back in, I'm like, I I've never seen that one. Even man.
1: even some of the really strange, obscure type stuff
2: I've seen, but right. I mean, I saw in the wild, right? And I never did. And so, like, getting into it now, I'm like, wow, there's that. I didn't know that, you know. And so it's kind of fascinating at times. Did but,
1: Did you have any real standout games from back then?
2: Oh, uh, you know, I think the the game standout ones for me were the ones we'd play with friends, right? So when he would get some four player games in or two player games, like again. I, I said something funny about the '90s, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and probably call out a couple of '90s games. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we smashed TV he had in there for a while. We shoveled tons of quarter. I mean, not '90s, but that's not. But Gauntlet. We played a lot of Gauntlet when that mm-hmm. was in there. Now, I wouldn't want those in my home arcade, right? But those at the time, when you're shoveling them in there with friends, quarter after quarter, trying to get that adventure farther, those yep. were some of the best, right?
1: I hear that a lot about like a Gauntlet. People yep. remember it fondly mm-hmm. for the reason you. I'm putting a quarter in, and I'm invested, mm-hmm. yes, and right. I'm trying to go. It, it just seems a little different when you can just reach down and hit the switch on the coin door and roll on.
2: You know, yes. Huge disappointment. Um, Double Dragon. Bought a Double Dragon. You know, got a hold of that. Um, Double Dragon 2. Okay. and Is, That's like Street Fighter. It's all yeah. the same. No. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> Kind of that old eighties. There's, there's
1: people out there cringing <laughs> because they they can tell me the differences and the character. I, I just I don't know. Right, <laughs> anyway, right, Anyway, Double Dragon.
2: Well, you know, because it's the Nintendo, the old eighties, right? The Nintendo uh, Double Dragon was huge, and so I I was like, man, I I got a chance to get this arcade. I was like, I'm gonna get it. This could be awesome. Um,
1: I'm actually looking this up so I can I envision <sighs> Double Dragon. Wait a minute, that's oh no no, no this. Oh, yeah, it is a fighter. You yep. do fight. I, yep. I, I thought it was a scrolling, like a go-right-and-have-a-fight type game. Kind of. Kind of the oh, same Oh, well, it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. I was thinking it was like a street fighter. It shows you what I know. Right. Well, yeah. you know, it's the whole concept I just host, a, I just host an arcade podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right. Okay. It's the whole thing from the 80s, right? You know, one person takes on the whole army and wins. Yes, right? yes. Okay. All right. Yes. This is
1: looking familiar now.
2: And so, but to your point, right, you, you're not invested with one quarter. You can just keep hitting with credit after ex- yep. credit. So you burn through the story. And then, okay, it's not really that fun anymore. Um, and I'm learning that with some of those games. So when I'm doing the arcade now in my house, it's all about games that I feel like are high replay, right? That high score. Because that's the true love of my arcades now is getting that high score. Those story games, those fighting games, they're not as fun. It's that high score game, right? That you want to you set those scores. I see those
1: games on, on location today. Mm-hmm. like um, And the, one, the ones that popped in my mind... Uh, and honestly, Ken, if you'd have asked me uh, about Double Dragon before I looked it back up, because I, I recognize the art, right. I re- I, I'm sh- I've had a board set now that I re- now that I see the game, I would have thought you it was like told you it was like a Street Fighter game. Right. I had right. no idea. the uh, The games that jump to my mind are like Turtles and Simpsons yeah. and your real breakout mm-hmm. go right and have a fight type games. A- and I see those on location and they do great. Oh yeah, but. It, you're, it's the same deal that I hear, hear from people when they, they buy, oh my gosh I've always wanted a Turtles in Time and I got a Turtles in Time and yeah
2: because yeah, I can just go with now it now I'm going to sell my yeah. Turtles in Time to someone else who's having the same feeling
1: you <laughs> do, do you also realize that here in Louisville, Kentucky that there's a Double Dragon and a Double Dragon 2 Chinese Chinese restaurant
2: yes I actually eat at the Double Dragon 2 a lot and every time I pull in there I laugh because I'm like <laughs> you know what it's just a video game thing <laughs> that is funny <laughs> uh but yeah, so you know, I, I try to now. I'm trying to stay away from those story games. Those, you know, quick progression. Yeah. Keep you know, I, those are burning through quick. You know, in the beginning, I think when I started collecting these, I guess maybe for reference, I should tell your listeners. I I started out with one game, and hey, I, oh, you always <laughs> start out with one yeah, game. right. It's like tattoos. They just you know, <laughs> next thing you know, you got a sleeve, right? But um, yeah, I got one, and then a year later, I'm now at 26. Wow. Yeah, 26. Beth just must adore you. <laughs> the love. We do love each other a lot. Well, I say this, right? You know, the funny story is the house that we got is her dream house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right in the same neighborhood you guys grew up in, you know, right there with the hill. Mm-hmm. She always yeah. wanted to live yep. there. That house is always what she wanted. I always liked that that area. Yep. 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 And so we were able to buy the house. It was our dream house. I was like, you know what? you got it and when i went downstairs and i saw the basement area i immediately fell in love myself i didn't tell her but in my head i just started screaming dibs 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 <laughs> so, you know this is all mine right so i just um, want the basement so
1: i don't ask for much
2: right exactly we kind of come to that agreement that the basement was mine and i didn't know what i was going to do with it at first we put in there you know pool table ping pong table things like that but then i found that miss pac-man and it was like oh i think you know the itch i just was like oh goodness this is fun and um it was one of those
1: where you just couldn't have like an (coughs) all-around space with the pool table and the ping pong and one game and a big tv it turned into an arcade
2: well yeah and i think the next one is i got a junior pac-man i think part of the thing was the hunt too i got into the hunt a little bit Mm -hmm. it was fun i found you know a junior pac-man for 50 bucks okay oh wow right i don't know how i'm gonna fix it right but I got it for 50 oh, bucks. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, you know, I get it back in my shop and I'm like, okay, well, no one is going to help me. I got to figure this out. So it's YouTube videos and research and reading and, you know, forums and asking questions and trial and error, burnt fingers and, you know, broken <laughs> things and, you know, and... Uh, I think we've all been there. We've all burned our fair share of components up yeah. again. <laughs> so, yeah, when we're asking lots of questions, right? Mm-hmm. And. um, from there, it was like, you know, the next one. It was like, ooh, you know, I found, I think it was the funny thing that really started catapulting me forward was after the junior. Um, I was able to do two quick deals. I got a, a, a Hydro Thunder and a Golden Tee for like $300. All right, that's that's solid. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to flip these. I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> I had all these big plans, right? And all of a sudden, I just fixed them, and I started playing them. I'm like... I like these. I'm going to keep them, I think. What, what year, Golden Tee? It's a 2005. Oh, it's got okay. the 27 so courses on it. Oh, that's a
1: fair on one. So, oh,
2: okay. Oh, so you've got one loaded up. Yeah, yeah, it's got the 27 courses on it. And, you know, and so I was like, I well, like, there's your, there's, well, either one of
1: those games is your price of admission plus, you know, right. The, from a dollar perspective hydro thunder still a solid i've
2: there's one in my game room yeah yeah i love it and, that's and, the, and i don't see it going anywhere no I, and the funny thing is i want another one i think now just to link them up because everyone has so much fun playing that hydro thunder yeah. it's it's amazing um and so then from there it's just been getting them and putting them in the arcade and then watching my nephews and nieces and my family my kids and how they react to them right are they excited about them are they playing them or are they just kind of sitting there in the corner doing nothing so when I see the ones that aren't really getting a lot of play time, I'm, I'm putting them up for sale here now and getting rid of mm-hmm. them. So, I, again, quality, definitely more quality over quantity. Because in the beginning, I was like, I'll take it all. Anything I can get my hands on, I'll just take it. I'm going to fill that space. And Oh,
1: you know, we've all been through
2: that. Yeah. Absol- we, absolutely. There was a fever. you know. So. And, and, and I'm going
1: through that a little bit right now in that uh, I, I sold some of my games out of my game room at Expo because it was just no nobody was playing them. And I kind of had them so I could tick the box of having this classic or that classic. And it just was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just, it's just time to move it on. You know, I, I'm going to use that space for something. And that sounds like where you're at. You're yeah. kind of preening a little bit.
2: and Yeah, but I got my list down, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think you finally, at first, I think you asked me a great question when we first met. And he was like, well, what are you looking for? And my, my head was spinning. I was like, you know. <laughs> Everything. I want it all, you know, and. Now, you know, if you would ask me that question, you know, I've got a list in my head. I'm like, you know, now I know, you know, now I'm focused on what, what I really want to get in here, you know. And like I said, I think I want about 20 arcades. I think when I'm done, and about five pinballs in the end over time. But that's pinballs you got to work up to, right? Yeah, because that's a different.
1: Well, see, it's you and I were chatting. You know, we were chatting a little bit before the sh- we started record, and we were. I think you mentioned uh, um, we, we were talking about a game that your brother in law has. Yeah. And on the, on the average, I mean, prices are getting up there now, but on the average, your pinballs are, are multiple times the dollar of a video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, and there's, there's some places where you're lopsided. We're not talking like a quantum or a dedicated major havoc or something like that. We're talking your, your, your centipede. You yeah. know, I got a, a centipede set in here. Uh, your you're talking a gorf, you know, you're talking a street fighter. Oh, yeah. You know, you're multiple street fighters from a a B-title pinball in terms of dollar, generally.
2: I see arcades in three tiers now after doing this a year. Yeah. You you have sort of that, you know, you get really lucky, get it out of my basement. Yeah. You know, from zero to 500, right, and could be anything. And then someone who knows what they got Usually can be around five, somewhere to five to a thousand, mm-hmm. you know, and then those crazy titles like you know, um, I'm Tron and Food Fight and, and, yeah, and, and all, yep. you know Burger Times and things that people want over you know fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred for yep. anymore. You know, it's it's it gets a little crazy, but yeah. And, and, but then pinballs they start at that point. Right. So Usually.
1: the the thing with pinballs is, and uh, uh, I knew this, and I, here's a warning, Ken. I knew this, but I didn't know it until a good friend of mine actually said the words. Once you buy the first one, it becomes that much easier every machine thereafter.
2: (laughs) It sure does.
1: You know, (laughs) because it took me a long time to make that jump to buy a pinball. And I mean, you're looking at some of the games that are down here now. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's six pins on my floor right now.
2: Yeah. I got and jealousy just oozing out of my. Oh. Right now. I, just, I won't just so you know.
1: <laughs> it, I could walk through these pins the ones I've had and others I've got that are in, in the, the kind of in the wings to, to be gone through, and you can see that progression <laughs>
2: of
1: where oh, So yeah.
2: I'm just warning you.: <laughs> no, no, I'm already in, right? because just full disclosure. Um, I bought my first pin.: Oh, oh okay, it's, a 19, right. it's 1980 galaxy.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So wait, a minute. That, that's a star- is is a stern? It's a stern. A stern.
2: Yep. Is it eighty two? Maybe eighty eighty two. Um, it was my first one. It actually works. Um, everything works on it, except the playfield's pretty pretty beat up. So, uh, you know, I, I've actually taken it to the house and got it set up, and I'm starting to break it down. And I've taken a million pictures. I've uh, cordon, you know, I've kind of sectioned Nin- nineteen eighty. Oh, there we go. Actually, January nineteen eighty. According to Internet Pinball Database. Yep. So I'm going to shop it out learn. I think that's my first one. So I'm going to try to learn. I'm going to try to redo the wood, try to repaint a little bit. LED. Learn learn how to do a little touch-up. I, I want to do a little bit of it. I want to try to learn to do it at all. It's, you know, it's. anymore, I find it. once I started learning how to fix and cap monitors and do some stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. I'm not an expert by no means, but it's a challenge. It's the next challenge. So... Well, that's one of the things
1: Whitney and I try to do here on this on the show mm-hmm. is we try to encourage people to go out and hey look expand your horizons a little bit oh, yeah. I know we, we get deep into some techie type stuff but honestly um, I said this earlier I, I, I talk too much so many words <laughs> it, it, it it can become overwhelming just listening to how, how we make filling a glass full of water so confusing <laughs> but the the point is, is you know yeah, I think you're on that on a good path. That's yeah. a that's an early solid state machine. Yep, it's a single level playfield. I'm looking at a picture of the play field now to refresh my memory. If you're wanting to do touch up, that man, that that there's not a lot of colors. Yep, no, nope, there's not. There's not a lot of super detail on here. That's a great machine to to, to learn that skill set on.
2: I got it for a great price, so I was super excited. Got them, you know, it's one of those get them out of my basement kind of deals, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'll take it. You know, and I couldn't say no. Um, it was funny because I got. In the deal, um, I end up getting that and a Legend of Cage in a Robotron cabinet.
1: Uh, the le- so Legend of Cage, that sounds, it's spelled like K-A-G-E, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. it's an old ninja like fighter game. Like or yeah. some
1: people call it Ka- Yeah.
2: And you fly from tree to tree through yep. ninja stars and things like that, but it's in an old Robotron cabinet. You know, so, so, what
1: you, are you going to keep it as it is? Or are you going to try to make a RoboTron?
2: I'm, you know what? I just need the space, and RoboTron <laughs> is not. I, I Don't anyone no hate me right off the bat? You never met me, but I'm not a huge fan of RoboTron at this Ooh, point. That's fair, you know. And I, so, I was like, ah. I, all of
1: our listeners know I could. I could. Uh, I'm not even going to say uh, take or leave. I'm just going to go with leave a Donkey Kong. I'm not. A, you know, that's that's become legend at this point. Right. I, right. You know.
2: Well. But, see. I get it. Nintendo's not for everybody, especially Donkey Kong. It's one of those, where it's funny, I love Donkey Kong, is where I'm more of a Donkey Kong Jr. guy, actually, right? That's my biggest one. That was the one that stayed across the street, I think, the longest. Okay. I think he he kept that one in there for some reason for like almost a year and a half, two years. So I got really good at Donkey Kong Jr. So that one brings back the most memories. So, you know, know now that goes. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, and I think that's what it is, right? Whatever you spent the most money in is it brings back those memories, right? Because I shoveled all kinds of money in pinballs, right? Like, you know, roller coaster, uh, was it, Cyclone? Yeah, Cyclone. Yeah, yeah. Cyclone. Ton well, of, you know. there was Cyclone,
1: Hurricane. Yes. And uh, uh, the third one's escaping me because they did Barry.
2: The Comet? Com-
1: uh, was it Comet? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Comet. Barry did three. Barry yep. Osler did
2: three. And he rotated those in and you know adam's family gosh i shoveled so much money in adam's family you know <laughs> <laughs> back in the day <laughs> you know and so i i think those bring back the, the warmest memories right because when you see those you instantly your kid comes back right yeah you know you're like oh i remember and you run right to him and so I, I think that's the part i love about this the most right is when you set this up in your basement and you have friends over for the first time. And I'm sure you see this when you bring people down here, right? Yep. And that child comes out, right? Yep. They lose it, you know? And uh, I just had a party about two weeks ago, and I had a bunch of friends over, and they came in. and You didn't have me over. Well, it was a quick... <laughs> sorry. Oh, I just
1: put him on the spot.
2: <laughs> it just got awkward. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm awkward silence <laughs> in the show right now. No, anyway, you had some people over. Yeah, I had some people over, and they come downstairs, and you know, you see them all light up and start running around the arcade. And I took a picture at one point and, you know, I had almost every machine full, you know, and I just felt so good. Oh yeah. It it just was like, it made, I didn't even play. I just sat there and smiling and running around actually helping people, right. You know, coin things up and fix things or get things right. I was probably the more of the manager of the arcade (laughs) at that moment than, you know, a player, but.
1: Well, do you get asked? I get asked the question, do you, do you play these games? You do It, (laughs) I've seen pictures of like you and your boys on Facebook yep. and you all you you get down there and you'll enjoy it Oh, yeah yourselves,
2: um, right for me what I think the love for this that came back for me was The complications of normal games. So I collect console stuff right so upstairs mm-hmm. in my you know I've got all kinds of console games and I've been a collector of those for many years I still have my original Nintendo and all my Nintendo games from when I was a young kid so um, you
1: being that we're just a couple years apart you you would have probably been what in your a Nintendo Atari. NES.
2: Yeah, but I had an Atari. We knew about Tutari. Okay. I I you know, I stayed up all night playing uh Pitfall, you know. Okay. You know all I've right. done those things, you know, I've definitely had my nights. Huge fan of all those. But when the Xbox ones and the ex, you know PlayStation 3s 4s started to come out, you know, it's you get these games where you have to go 100 hours, right, to
1: That's you know, a seri- that's if, a know, story know, game right, right you know, there.
2: there. But most of these new games are huge commitments, right? Yep. And I don't know. I'm pressed for time a lot. I say that, right? I got into a hobby because I was pressed for time, and all <laughs> it does is take my time, right? But you know, whatever, <laughs> right? Well,
1: yeah, it sounds, it sounds like uh, Maxine is excited about your story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's my, if anybody can hear that, that's my dog. Apparently, something's going on outside.
2: Yeah, but um, so when I started playing the Miss Pac Banner, I got them going. It was like, it was such a relief to go downstairs, turn them on, try to beat my high score. If I didn't beat it, oh, well, I had fun.
1: You're in and out in a few minutes. Right.
2: I mean, I didn't have to invest, like, hours and hours of my time and then maybe not finish and then feel bad about myself because I didn't finish something I started, right? You've
1: you've (laughs) invested a little time or a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, for the modern games, a fair amount of money. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what's what's a new console game cost? 60 bucks? Yeah,
2: 60, 70 bucks.
1: So things happen, and a year later, you're like, well, I just, I, I got... An hour and a half in it, and I left $60 on the shelf,
2: Yep, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and so to go downstairs and try to get that high score or to re- have that flashback of, oh, man, I remember this level. Mm-hmm. Or that memorization, remember the patterns that you had yep. to learn. And I forgot how fun that was. I really did. I forgot, you know, and I, it took me all the way back. And I think that just sort of lit a fire in me. And See, was, that's interesting because I'm kind of – I'm re – reliving
1: that now mm-hmm. I, I'd asked you earlier if people ask you, if you play your games yeah. and many times I've been asked that and I've said, you know, honestly I, I run so much uh, this place will go months without being turned on. Mm-hmm. And I'll have a party generally once a year this year, I'd like to have two, mm-hmm. but here recently I've, I've really kind of tapped the brakes on a lot of things and I'll come to, I'll turn the game room on and I'll say, all right, I'm going to play this. And I, I, Uh, I might pull up uh, uh, one of the pins and say, okay, I'm going to work on this flipper skill or I'm going to work on this and I, and I'll just sit down here and I might invest 20 minutes in an evening, kind of calm down, relax a little bit. And, and I, I've got an investment, but not a super, like just exactly what you're describing. Yeah.
2: And and it's funny because I've had a hard day and sometimes my wife's kind of, she'll laugh. She'll see me at, you know, I'll have a hard day from work and I'll come in and eat and, it's like, okay, I'm going to the arcade, right? And I'm going down to the arcade, I turn it on, and I don't know, there's something about the glow of the lights, right? The room fills up with the glow. You're looking around. You know, it just makes you smile, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, you know, was, I don't know. I don't want to sound bad here, but I've sat in the arcade a couple times and said, I own an arcade. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. You know, like, <laughs> I'm so lucky, you know, and I just the smile comes across my face. If you would have told my little self when i was younger you know my little poor self that hey you might own one of these one day just a game let right. alone right. almost 30 right. yeah i would have been laughed at you and said you're crazy i'm not rich that's silver spoon stuff type stuff right i ain't ricky Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> right so no-
1: I, I think we've all gone through that where uh you sit back and i mean i've had people say to me i don't know if they said it to you i didn't know you could own one of these it's yeah. like why couldn't you? Exactly. You know, it's just a matter of doing it and finding it, and a little effort, and and like in your case, a little research if you've got some issues.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and that, that's the, been the craziest part. And I think the the side effect that I've learned is um, I've taught my kids, my sons especially, that you know, just because you don't know, don't let it stop you. Mm-hmm. because they've watched me like, you know, especially my eight year old Maddox, he'll be like, dad, what are we going to do next? What's our next project? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, so we started this, you know, and uh Minecraft project. I'm, okay. bu- I'm building him a Minecraft arcade. It's a special sort of project I'm doing with him. Okay. Where, um, um, making a Minecraft arcade, you know, using a USB converter to do the buttons and stuff mm-hmm. that, to do the transfer to the computer. And, um, yeah, we're gonna try to do a little Minecraft arcade for him so he, you know, he gets used to building and doing the electronics and you And know, you're
1: all doing something together. Together.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, at first it made me kind of You know, you learn when you get in this hobby, right? That you got those people like, Oh my goodness, you can't touch an arcade. Man. You know, you know the holiness of arcades, <laughs> right? It's like, you know, you know, you can't it's got to be back to its original state you know you know no one wants to see a converted cab into anything other than its original state They're sometimes the purist right
1: yeah well hey and i've said this on the show before i've got you know whitney's done it as well hmm. we've got uh you know a car that we've taken to shows and, and the like he's he's got his car i've got i've had firebirds pontiacs over the years and so I, I've run. We've both run in those circles at different parts in our lives, and it's the same thing. No matter yeah. what hobby you're in, there's always the mod mod crowd, the purist crowd. That I,
2: I understand. Yep, it's got to be funny who you talk to about it because people will. I've I've had people lose it. You know, you're doing what to a cabinet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so what? I mean, are you building a cabinet, or is a cabinet that well? It's it something else. It's an old millipede cabinet that had some a lot of water damage. It had a lot of chipping. It had a lot of problems. I couldn't even give it away. I literally tried to give it away multiple times to people. Right, put it out there for free. You know, please. so I
1: take it it was converted to
2: something, or was it? Yeah, at one point it was converted to a heavy barrel. Okay, and it was a mess. So it had already been get chopped, chopped you know? and hacked, and it was water damaged was and nasty. And so you know, now we just kind of stripped it back and, you know, I'm teaching them about how to apply artwork and, you know, we're doing those types of things and it's fun, right? You know, just little basic wiring stuff. Cause that's what I had to learn, you know, getting mm-hmm. into it. I didn't have electronic background, So, you know, I, I, I envy those guys that, you know, have those, you know, backgrounds in that. And I often said that, you know, guys like you could make a lot of money in, in the sense that, uh, at these shows, I think you guys could do, a a session where you teach guys like me how to like you know properly solder and uh, <laughs> you know
1: oddly enough we I've done that
2: really that, yeah that's great and
1: I I need to get with Whitney on that Whitney uh, everyone has probably noticed that Whitney's not here and um, I, I would have already talked about it in the in the intro segment prior to this Whitney is just run over with work this oh, wow. month. And, you know, it's kind of been an ongoing theme for the the both of us the past couple months. But we've actually got video of our sessions from uh, the Nashville show, which was November. Okay. Last November, November 2017, including like a soldering tutorial that I did. I've seen that. Actually, I've seen that. Okay. Was the the video or the? I
2: actually did. Yeah. I went back way back and saw that. I guess I should have been. Well, more clear. Now I need to see what he's got up. I gotta go. I gotta probably be more <laughs> clear. I think it would be if you guys did a, a seminar, right? Where, yeah, a seminar. Yeah, yeah where, where people bring in a board that they fix. Oh, need fixed okay. And, and then just try to work on something you them there. Them, you know, and you work on it with someone looking over your shoulder. Oh my gosh.
1: Who knows what we would get?
2: Right, exactly. You know, but I know that would be hard to logistically. But to me, I remember when I first started this, you know, I remember one guy, he was selling them and I knew he worked on them. And I said, look. I'll buy that from you and I'll even give you an extra hundred dollars. If you just teach me (laughs) a few things, right. And how you're going to put it together and how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that. And he looked at me like I was nuts, but he took my hundred dollars and he taught me, he taught me a few things. He spent about two hours with me, but I mean, that's how desperate I was to learn was, you know, from somebody other than YouTube, right. (laughs) Am I doing this right? So, you know, just get a little,
1: you know, you know, sometimes I've, I've watched stuff on YouTube kind of a a word of caution i've watched stuff on youtube and i'm like "Uh, i don't know if i would do that not not that i know everything right right and um and sometimes i've seen some stuff and it's like okay you fixed it but you actually fixed it inadvertently by doing this thing over here it's not this thing that you're focusing on right So yeah, you got to
2: kind of watch YouTube. Your source, your source is always important on YouTube for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I've seen a few that I'm like, "Mm, you're in your underwear right now trying to teach me something. I don't, I don't know if I want (laughs) to listen to you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, this just doesn't look like the most professional setting. (laughs) Right, exactly.
2: So yeah, I try to keep an eye on it. But
1: so how, how did you find? I don't know if you can tell now uh my voice oh my god it's i can't do a show anymore ken without my voice going totally away i i've talked on the show about the kentucky cruds before everything is in bloom right now mm-hmm. and it is like a double whammy to me but so everybody bear with me did you mention how you found that very first game
2: um no actually it was a funny story i, I was uh one of my assistant football coaches, I coach football. I've done it for years or sports mm-hmm. 20 years. I do it. Um, uh, kids use sports. And one of my assistants, he had mentioned he had a miss Pac-Man in his garage and just randomly, just randomly. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of out of, and it kind of piqued my interest then. And I was like, miss Pac-Man, huh? I love that game. And, uh, didn't mention it again Well, we were over at his house drinking a beer after, you know, uh, a weekend and we were talking strategy and, um, uh, I walked out to his garage for something, and I seen it, and I was like, "Oh!" And then <laughs> he does right, have it, mis- right? He does have one. Wow! And I was like, "All right, man, sell me that, Miss Pac Man." And I didn't even know the value of these. I, you know, I had no clue. He goes, and neither did he. Obviously. So
1: was it just sitting there, like it, it was? It was collecting stuff. It wasn't working. Yes. Stuff piled on it, T- type ton, of a deal. Yeah, tons okay. of stuff All piled right. on it. So it wasn't there, like next to a workbench, and it was like where he hung out and right. played
2: it. Okay, it was totally covered and. I was like, sell it to me. He goes, nah, nah, I might try to fix that one day. And I said, all right, well, when you get hard up for cash, call me <laughs> and I'm going to come buy that from you, right? And we laughed about it. Well, it wasn't about two weeks later. He said, all right, man, I'm just, I want the space. Get it out of my garage. You, you know, made me think about it. He, Give me 200 bucks. It's yours. And I was like, all right, a deal. And so I, I quickly ran over there with $200 and loaded it up. And it was. So
1: at this point, had you broken the news to your wife?
2: Um, she knew, she knew that I was, cause I'd mentioned it. I was like, okay, he's got this backpack. I think I'm going to get this Miss Pacman. man She like rolled her eyes, whatever. <laughs> but I think if she knew then what it was going to lead to, she would have just like <laughs> dove in front of me at the doorway and no! said, n- 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 you're not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, it, that's what it snowballed it. It was like, you know, Miss Pac-Man. And then, um, it, the funny thing about it was, uh, I went to that arcade expo, you mentioned little, little yeah.
1: arcade expo. Yep. yep.
2: And it was you know, it kind of like a fever came back, you mm-hmm. know. And I had a local f- guy named Ed help me fix my Miss Pac Man and again, new to the thing. He used to own something on Bargetown Road. Oh, uh,
1: I, yeah. Ed Lutz. He's yep. He's been on the show before. Yeah. Yep. yep. There, and, most of our listeners are very familiar with Ed.
2: Yeah. Yep. So Ed comes over and helped me fix the board and um, did the house call, even, mm-hmm. which I was told was really rare for him. Or you know, later on, you know, he's just such a busy guy. Yeah. You know, so, but he came over and helped me fix it. and um, once I got it running, I was like, I'm playing Miss Pac-Man. You know? and I, <laughs> I, I don't know. like The smile you probably see on my face now, just it never left. It just never left. And uh, from there, the fever started. And uh, when I went to that Louisville Expo show, I met up with a the guy there who had an arcade. And uh, he had no place to store it. He was storing it in a shed. And the bottom of it was completely rotten out. And I had the room. So he, you said he had a game. He had yeah. a video game. And he, you know, I had the room and he said, you know, can you help me put it back in the shed? I said, why would you put it back in the shed when
1: the bottom's rotting out yeah. of it because it's been in the shed? Just stick it. Oh, so he had it at the show. Yeah. Okay. okay. I said, okay. why don't you just
2: stick it in my basement until you're ready to come get it again? Well, that's been two years now. That stayed. What uh, game was that? Karate Champ.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, from there, um, I just started branching out. Uh, you know, I, I picked up uh, a couple of sort of 19-in-1 one board. One was a 19-in-1 game. I
1: think we all go through that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a Street Fighter sort of multiple game Street Fighter. I still keep that one because my friends still like to play Street Fighter mm-hmm. stuff. So we keep that one. But
1: um, – Well, you know, like I didn't grow up with a Neo Geo. Yeah. And, but I've got a Neo Geo, Neo Geo Yeah, I've got a, for, for family that – my nephew loves it
2: yeah so and i'm not a neo geo friend, get for, uh, fan i'll be honest with you I, i've got one too and i think it's funny i got one for bubble bobble
1: okay yeah just yep. so
2: that you know and I, i'm sorry but most of the females in my family like bubble bobble so mm-hmm. I, it was a game for them to play you know because they'd come down the arcade there's nothing for me to play and i'm like well what do you want and they're all playing bubble bobble on their phone or a version of it so i got you need that. to get a centipede well, yeah.
1: Well, you've got a millipede though, because yeah. I've yeah. actually got your board. Yep. Yeah.
2: As soon as I get that it fixed,
1: it, and that is a ladies' game. Yep. If if you come to one of my parties, and you know, ninety percent of the time, one of the ladies is, is with they're playing centipede.
2: Yep. And I've learned, you know, you learned that You got to kind of get games for everyone if you're gonna have everyone over, right? Something that's gonna yep. appeal to people. Absolutely. You know, and so, and that's kind of what I've been trying to attune myself to is what. You know, hey, what do people want in here? Um, I know for me i 've got my list for sure, I mean, don 't we all though so, <laughs> You know <laughs> so what
1: uh, what's like the highlights on your video and your pinball list? I mean, your pinball oh. list you could probably get through pretty quick because you said there's only what like six titles that you had in mind
2: yeah, um you know, I got a couple obscure ones that you probably laugh at me about, of course you know
1: now, a- look, let me preface this with. You know, we were talking about the games that made an impression. Right, right. And there's like there's two couple titles down here that for whatever silly reason, it's not like I played them a lot. Right. But they made an impression. And they're not like A grade titles. They're they're titles for one reason only. They're
2: for me. Right. And they make it smile. And
1: that's and that's Gorf right. and Time Pilot. And then kind of more in the A title range, and this was something that uh, i remember playing in an arcade my dad used to take me to is battle zone so those are some pretty key games for me you know most everybody's like oh yeah battle zone that's kind yeah. of a universally sort of liked game gorf and time pilot yeah so yeah. man i get it yeah, i get I,
2: it oh yeah i mean so for me when it comes to the arcades uh i know like my son and i we have a dream of owning a Qbert at some point you know uh, okay he, that's a solid game it is and we love that game um so we're, he's, we're working towards that at some point. I know next. I, I think, you know, with the 20 I got, or the 25 I got, I'm, I'm selling some. So, you know, hopefully get rid of five so I can kind of
1: yeah trade, re- around, re- trade around, improve your yeah. collection a little bit. Yeah,
2: I'd like to trade out, you know, some of those and... I definitely like to get a Q-Bird, a Joust, Burger Time. You know, those types that I don't have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of got my Nintendo row where I want it. Yeah, but. I was
1: going to get into the Nintendo.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, because I want my Donkey Kong collection. I know you're not a big fan, but I have my Donkey Kong, my Junior, my Donkey Kong 3. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, I love Donkey Kong 3. Yeah. I do. I Now, I played that quite a bit on the old 16 ones, and I could see having a Donkey Kong 3, taking up a slot for Donkey Kong 3.
2: Yeah. I, well, I mean, I got the guts for it all. I just need a cabinet. That's my biggest problem anymore is getting the cabinets like yeah. i can get the guts for everything i just can't get a cabinet that's
1: nintendo know. cabinets are interesting to try to find yep. yeah
2: they're starting to absolutely become difficult yeah
1: <laughs> oh they've been difficult for a long time
2: yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know there's those of course and then there's a couple of you know family fun games i'm looking to get my hands on of course track and field who doesn't love it nice
1: in track and field that's a game that in this area
2: yeah. i have i can't think of, a, of having ever seen a track and field? Well, you know what's funny is I have a track and field cabinet. Oh, do you? It was, okay. My Neo Geo is actually in a... a converted laugh, track a, and field cabinet? A, yeah, it's yeah. A, and uh, I'd like to convert oh, it I've back. Seen, it was, I've seen a lot of single slot Neo Geos in everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'd like to convert it back, but you know i also like to get that Neo Geo in an actual Neo Geo cabinet. But. Now,
1: I do remember playing track and field back in the day. Yep. But since I've been collecting... Um, I, and I've even got some of the... Did you play... The one you played, did it have the shrouded buttons on them?
2: Oh, you, yeah.
1: No, the the the. I want to say that when they first hit the streets, they had standard buttons. Right. And then people were just beating the buttons to death. So there was a shrouded button. So that ring that goes around yeah. that actually con- contacts the control panel around the edge of the button, yep. it had a lip, and it was open like on the front half so you had to use your fingers. You couldn't hit it with the flat of your hand because the shroud would keep you from pushing the button. No,
2: see, we didn't have that because we used yeah. to do the pencil trick. Okay. You could do the pencil real quick and hit both buttons.
1: Oh, like slide it back and forth. Yeah. 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 Well, the shroud would stop that too. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And I think that's probably why they did it because the pencil, oh, okay. trick, the pencil trick was probably the ones beating all the buttons up. I know when we had it over across the street in the arcade where I grew up from, mm-hmm. you know, that was sort of a, a bragging game. You know, how fast can you yep. slap those buttons, you know, and... That's just kind of one of those things. But I think if you, you know, those are my arcade picks, I guess. Um, you know, of course, with what I got, I'm very happy with what I got, um, other than a few of those. Um, but for pinballs, you know, of course, I love the Metallica one. I'm an old metalhead, so.
1: Metallica's I, fun.
2: It is, and it's a fun game. You, I mean, it was.
1: I, I was talking to some folks about a Metallica over the weekend, and you look at it for a, from a modern Stern perspective, mm-hmm. you look at it compared to like an ACDC or you look at it compared to like the brand new gardens of the galaxy or ghostbusters. And it, it just doesn't seem like there's as much there. You know, you got your right, your left ramp, you got your spark, you got your, the snake shot, you got the captive ball next to the snake. And just, you got the, the grave markers, the drop targets. And it just, it, it seems kind of Spartan compared to some of the other sterns, man, it is still a, unbelievably fun game
2: yeah i have a lot of fun playing
1: them. i play it all the time
2: <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't know maybe because i like the music too i mean okay. I, I know they're older now it's not the same but back in the day metallica right you know head banging in hair yeah. you know and memories lots of memories I, right.
1: i've did you uh have you ever seen them in concert
2: oh yeah I, 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 you know what i'm not trying to be that guy but <laughs> way too many times <laughs> I, i've
1: seen them several times and the first time i saw them, they weren't big enough yet just to, to have it was still general admission
2: oh wow yeah for a long time ago i think the first show i seen him was um it was uh, injustice for all tour i was that was about the right age where i was finally allowed to go okay with, with permission you <laughs> with, know yeah you know uh not trying to sneak and go uh, but I had listened to him all the way up to that point. Mm-hmm. And, and then since then, I've seen them as many times as I could. But that's why I think I like the Metallica. Which is, it's the fun gameplay and the music that goes with it. It's just, mm-hmm. yep. you can't beat it in my mind. But and there's Solid a, game. And there's another one, you know, that's one of the newer ones I'd like. And another newer one I think I'd like, you know, other than maybe, you know, those, those all sound fun, like Ghostbusters and stuff. But it's funny, it's like when all those come out and I hear you guys talk about them, I'm thinking, yeah it's like you know getting excited about something you know you're not going to be able to own right it's like ah you know that's just out of my price range right now so uh it kind of makes me laugh but i get excited about them i'd love to get my hands on a big lebowski pinball machine and I know that sounds funny, but I just love that movie. And I'd like I have,
1: have never seen it.
2: Really, you, never seen. You should it. check it out. It's it's a crack up. I I've seen
1: the, you know the John Goodman meme and all that yep. kind of stuff. And I know about the dude. And yep. here in Louisville, we have the Lebowski Fest, Fest yep. and all that. I've just I've
2: never seen the movie. Yeah, the pinball machine comes with a rug, which is the basis of the movie. Yep. So I would love to have that in the sort of bar that I'm building in this downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go back to the older ones, it's Terminator Two or Adams Family. You know, I just love those. They were so awesome. Across the street, so many quarters. <laughs> you know, so many quarters. Um, and, and you know, any of those. But actually, at this point, I'll be honest with you. If I could get my hands on almost any pinball, I'm just in love playing pinball machines. I didn't realize how much I liked them until um, I helped a guy with a deal. Quick story. He was going to lose out. He had a dream that he wanted to get a Doctor Who, Doctor um, Who pinball. Yeah. Yep he logistically he couldn't go pick one up from some guy and he needed help and you know he'd he'd been really kind with me when it came to buying my donkey kong so i offered to help him i went and drove and got his doctor who brought it back to my house and you know basically did the deal for him and held it until he could come pick it up you know a lot of trust there right yeah you know, oh yeah you know absolutely so, but you know i I was nervous about it, but I, He's like, "Man, set it up. I want you to play it and tell me if there's anything I wrong." I was going
1: no to ask, "Did you get to set it up?" Yeah, yeah. he's
2: like, "You know," because I wasn't going to. He goes, "Please, please, please, do it." So for two weeks, I had a Doctor Who pinball downstairs, <laughs> and I don't think I slept. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I, I coined up and coined up and coined up. It just uh, not. In, of course, then when as soon as I wouldn't coin up, my eight year old was down there, you know, coining up. And, and play in. It got so bad that he was like, you know, he would he would barter time with me before school, <laughs> right? Like, Dad, can I get one game in before school? I'm going to get up I early. I don't have to <laughs> eat breakfast, Dad. <laughs> I'm okay. Right, right. And it was like, we were, me and him, I were both obsessed for like two weeks about this Doctor Who pinball. So I think at this point, I might have a list, but if any pinball could come my way that I could get up and running, I think him and I would just go crazy for.
1: Well, you, you got to, like we kind of talked earlier, you you kind of got to start somewhere yeah. you know it's it's difficult um financially for one oh, yeah. you know just jump in headlong into any of this in some situations you know i mean there's always a there's always a way in there's always if you do enough hustling if you do yeah. enough searching if you got a big family or if you got a small family and get lucky, somebody's got a game in a garage somewhere oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. um but to w- once you start kind of getting a list and you start hunting that specific list, that's when you kind of flip a little bit of a switch yep. because it becomes, it becomes less about opportunity,
2: Yep, you yep. know, and you're starting to hunt. Yeah.
1: And it, you know, you said it earlier, you're talking about just, just time and all that and flipping and, and you know, I've had my fair share of games that I have the basically flipped. Right. And I learned really, really quickly that, it, there's a lot of effort to put into that and anymore kind of like uh, if you listen to the show the the collection i purchased last year i did that knowing that i was going to improve my collection greatly and anything that turned over out of that buy was just because i had i had i was taking the whole thing right that was part of that was the admission that was an amazing buy by the
2: way (laughs) that was amazing to see i I got the help with that um and that was amazing to (laughs) to see um from that was where actually i was pretty early on too i didn't have many games so everything we were pulling out in that buy of yours i was drooling i'm like oh my oh my oh oh, i just oh you know just keep keep control these are not yours calm down (laughs) it's like the tron here (laughs) yeah that tron
1: came from that and that was an improvement to my collection because it was far better than the tron that i already had it's beautiful you know so
2: it, it's funny how works, you it works.
1: It's, I guess, I guess the moral of the story there is, is I don't know if flipping works. You know, you kind of, well, but you can improve your collection.
2: I think it's how, cause I've thought about this a lot. Cause I'm not good enough as far as, um, you got to know your limitations, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not good enough as a technical person at this point to say, Hey, I'm going to buy these and flip them because I wouldn't want to flip them and be bad. Right. Like, you know what i Oh, I'm you, you wouldn't. I, I can't fix them up enough. I think at this point to where I'm confident of say, Hey, I went through it, you know, I've yeah, done it. It's, yeah. It's that makes sense. It's yeah. Okay. So what I usually do is if I buy a game, I'm going to fix it as much as I can play it, make sure that it can stand in my
1: arcade in game room. Right, yeah.
2: for, you know, at least some time that I know it's working, that I feel confident enough. That, okay. I can sell this to somebody and I'm not just selling them junk. Unless I'm going to sell it as is, right? Like, hey, I just yeah. got this, and then I'm going to sell it, you know, kind of. Um. I've had a couple that I've turned
1: over and said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is where this came from. Yep. I, this came because I was looking for this other thing, and it was, you kind of got to get it all yep. or yep. nothing.
2: I just had that happen. You
1: know, exactly. Yep. And I know nothing about it other than I've played it for 20 minutes in the garage or yep. I've had it on for four or five hours in the garage to kind of test it a little bit and it just i'm just up front about it and then i price accordingly and that's what i've
2: been trying to do and that's been the toughest thing right it's kind of not undersell it because i feel like me i'm a horrible salesman i guess right that's the bottom line is because i feel like i try to sell it for what i want to pay for it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: (laughs) and and that's (laughs) probably you can't do that right that's that's bad so um I, i've had to learn a little bit but yeah i kind of have one of those situations where i went and bought i wanted a cruising usa A guy had it for like a 100 bucks sit down oh trip, yeah 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 you know? that's
1: that's solid yeah. i mean cruising's an older an older driver but still i it, mean it's po- very popular
2: he only won 100 bucks for it. i was like definitely i'll take it you know and um so when i went to go get it he was like well i've got this asteroids deluxe and this Guerrilla warfare here um you take them all you know a 100 each I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but you got to kind of take them all, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'll take them all, all right? I don't really want the Glorul Warfare. I'll try to try to get rid of that as quick as I can. Uh, once I, get I don't it. even know what that game is. It's one of those uh, Data East twisty knives. Oh, okay. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, know. there was a
1: handful. It's so it's it's got the joist, the eight way joystick, but it's like got an Twist- octagon top
2: yeah. and it yeah twist yep, yep. the yellow twist tops or twist joysticks. I know someone's probably pulling their hair out with the proper I can't, name. <laughs> there's a, there's
1: a there's a like a part number for those things. Yeah. Oh, it's the and, and it's escaping me too. Yeah, yep. go ahead.
2: And so uh, that that but the Asteroids Deluxe I was actually pretty pumped about um, you know because I have an Asteroids and so now that I have the Deluxe. You know, I now I got a decision to make, right? Cuz I think I like to keep the Deluxe and get that working and maybe sell my Asteroids and have a little bit of play money towards a pinball machine
1: so oh, maybe that's a youtube link i was gonna look it up and and see if uh um people are like screaming the name of that joystick <laughs> okay it's by, by snk because snk did several of those games yep. and oh now the the marquee looks familiar yeah 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 eight way just well this just it's an eight-way rotary i can't think of what the official there's a name for it out there it'll it'll hit me later
2: I call those all Rambo games, right? Any of those games like that, the heavy barrel, kind of like Commando, yeah, yeah kind of like, yep. you know, one guy versus a whole army, he's gonna win, right? You know, yep, get to the chopper, kind of stuff.
1: I had a uh, uh, one of the one of the rotary games. It I think it was called Tank, but it was like ten k, and it was the same. Instead of being a guy, mm-hmm. that you 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 could walk him and then rotate him to fire right. you drove the tank and then you rotated the turret to oh, fire it was the same mechanic right right yeah and it was it was just a single player
2: game i want to say but whoops i actually kicked the mic there for oh, right. right. i almost it's, slapped myself in the face there yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's hit on your nintendo role real quick you okay. mentioned him a little bit so uh, you're you're a nintendo guy i yes. know that so w- what do you got give us the rundown
2: so i got my donkey kong um, I'm actually, uh, got the guts for Donkey Kong three looking for a cabinet. So, you know, anyone who in, L- sure. in Louisville, you know, I'm <laughs> um, uh, looking for that. And then, uh, I, I kind of redid and built, um, a Mario brothers. So there was so the a
1: wide body Mario brothers. No, it's
2: a small Okay, the version. Standard width, yeah. Okay. And, uh, but I don't care. I I can do that myself. It was my first sort of restore on my own. Painted it the Donkey Kong Junior orange, right? Did the inside black, right? The, so it kind of looked like the wide body, um, maybe not authentic like you're supposed to, but that's okay. I love it, you know. And uh, so it's, I, hey, it's your game. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll probably never get rid of that one now because I did that one with my son. So my Mario Brothers, I love that one. And then I was telling you before we started the show, um, I sold. Uh, some you know i was able to get a donkey kong jr but it was all the way over by myrtle beach so you know that's a huge so drive for, for
1: people that aren't it, even from this end of the country yeah. let alone this country how far is myrtle beach our hour wise driving yeah. from from louisville
2: so from here to louisville myrtle beach is a about 12 hour drive right um so i was trying to sell it to my wife i said you know. Hey, I picked up this donkey Kong and uh junior and, uh, you know, you know, it's on the list, you know, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's, so on the it, list. it's on the list. I oh, said, so, Oh,
1: you're, you're and, really pressured. Right, now. Right, right, Like, so, it's all, there's the list on the refrigerator. So everyone's aware of the list. No,
2: Cause she would just tear it down. But <laughs> she rolled her eyes instinctively, of course, and was like, Oh gosh, here we go. And I'm like, but, 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 but wait, wait, listen, listen. Next
1: time you have one of these conversations, can you call me? Yeah. Put the phone on speaker and just set it down.
2: I'll try. Okay. And, uh, so I was like, I'll take you to the beach first, right? I was like, you know, let's go pick it up with me. And um, so I talked her into, we're going to drive to Myrtle Beach, spend a couple of days there at the beach. And then when we go to come home, I'm going to go pick up my Donkey Kong Jr. and bring it back to the row. So <laughs> I, you know, so
1: that Jr. is going to cost you about three times <laughs>
2: what the initial <additional laughs> purchase price is. Well, that's okay. I I don't even care that's at this point. Right. Because, you know, I don't know what I'm more excited about, a little bit of beach time, because it's been a while since I've been there, or... I really, I know what I'm excited about. It's that Donkey Kong Jr. getting it back home to that, that row. So, and I think I'm going to stop there once I get a Popeye, right? That's all the only one I want is the Popeye. I love Popeye. And the other ones in the Nintendo row, I'm okay with, you know, I know people want all of them, the Excite bikes, the, you know, the.
1: I was going to say, if you thought about getting a Versus cabinet so you
2: could. I think the only one I'd want from the Versus side would probably be the Dr. Mario. Yeah, Uh, it's a solid game. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Maybe our type um, that's
1: not a okay that's not a versus or no
2: no, it's not it was versus um, describe it oh there's side shooting one what is that called oh uh, you know like you know like the nineteen forty two, nineteen forty three 1943 I, games. there's a versus like that I thought there was because yeah. our type
1: is I thought our type was more like no I got a confused. see because I, I can't remember having ever played r type I always envisioned our type more, more like a Oh, gosh, I hate to say this, like a time pilot where you can fly any direction, but is R-Type actually directional, like you're flying like left to right or something?
2: That's what I'm thinking of. It's it one of those fighter games. You know, I'm going to have to look it up now. Now I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling on myself here. Um, <laughs> so, right, so Nintendo versus... <laughs> yeah, I, there was only maybe one or two verses I was really kind of excited about, I thought about getting. And I know everyone in their, in their Nintendo row wants the, the punch-outs and stuff like that, but um, they're not necessarily... Or the you know the player choice ten. I'm mm-hmm. not big on having that either because you know again I know people might cringe, but being a console guy, I don't need the player choice ten when I got everything pretty much already.
1: Yeah, because uh, let's just be honest. I mean the uh, the play choice tens are basically NESs. Yeah, exactly. You know, your if you if, you're, if you grew up with an NES, you're kind of an NES guy. Chance are you're gonna have an NES maybe in your arcade on a television,
2: and that's a lot of those versus are to me. It's Nintendo yeah. console games, right? Like, you know, and, and then punch out sort of fits that category well, for me. I know it's not, and I don't want people to freak out. I know it's different, but I get just as much fun playing punch out on Nintendo.
1: Well, play choice is you pay for time. Exactly. Whereas the versus you actually, um, it's like life based.
2: Yeah. So but, it's
1: a little different,
2: a little different, but it's still like excite bike and versus is still right. Excite bike to me.
1: Um, so it's not it's obviously not versus pinball that you're talking about. No, no. Not is, it's not Super Zevious, is it?
2: That might be it. That's where I'm sorry. That's probably what it okay, is. Okay, it's
1: Super Zevious. Okay. Now I'm so, just looking at it. I'm just looking at a list here and that's the first thing I've come across that looks like, you know, golf slalom to wrecking crew. Up. That that's a kind of like maybe an R-type kind of flight type game. It's definitely not Goonies. We know it's not <laughs> Goonies.
2: Now, Goonies would be a fun one, right? Just kidding. Just uh, kidding. I think it's.
1: I think. I bet you're talking about uh, Xevious on uh, or Super Xevious
2: on versus. But yeah, I'm. You know, again, I mess things up still. So,
1: I've got one versus cabinet left in my game room. I did. I did actually um, uh, let one of those go as part of like I was talking about yep. earlier, kind of like cleaning up some space and getting rid and. Uh, I've got a switcher kit in it because you can, that way you can switch to both sides of the versus board. Yep. And I, I really want to turn around. I need, I, this has been on my to do list forever, is to put like Duck Hunt or Hogan's Alley in one side of it.
2: Now that might be cool.
1: Now to do that, and the reason I haven't, I, I've got a couple of the original g- Nintendo guns. And right. They're just not, they just don't work well. I've had them apart, I've had issues with them. I know my monitors are good. Um, And, and w- th- you can easily convert a zapper from an NES, w- and you wouldn't want to use it in a real arcade because it would last about four seconds oh, before exactly. it was destroyed. But in a home arcade, it's fine, you know? And, and I've got the zappers, and I just – man, it's on that long list of <sighs> to-dos to and – so, I don't know, one day. You know, I thought I'll retire eventually, have exactly,
2: more time. Exactly. exactly. I got a list of things, right? It's on my list of things to do. Um, that list keeps growing, of course. But um, <laughs> it's not it this hobby, right? There's always another project. But, yeah, you know, I, I think my Nintendo role would probably just consist of my Donkey Kongs and Popeye um, with my Mario Brothers. Um, just for space purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I would like some more, um, again, quality. Quality at this point, because...
1: Oh, yeah. Like I said, we've all been there. Yeah.
2: Because, you know, I'd rather stick a Burger Time or a Qbert or, you know, a Joust in that spot than, say, a versus something. When I feel like I could get that um, either on the consoles I already own or, you know, worst case scenario, fire up a Raspberry Pi if I really got the itch, Mm -hmm. you know, and play it. So... But I know that would make a lot of people cringe, but (laughs) you know, to me, it's about space. You know,
1: well, a lot of of folks run into that. You know, a lot of folks will have the the key games that they really like, and then they'll have a catch all or a couple catch alls Mm -hmm. in one or two cabinets, and they'll run a sixteen one maybe for the classics, and then they'll run one of those modern Pandora's box type boards to cover everything, like six hundred and ones to cover everything else. And hey, I understand that. Yeah, you know. I don't look down on that. If that's, if hey, you're doing it, you're yeah. you're you're enjoying it. So hey, good good for
2: you. More power, more power to you. And I got a couple of those, and I, I definitely enjoy them. I would not get rid of them. Um, you know, but that's because you know it's hard. I can't find an Arknoid, right? <laughs> I got which use is it.
1: odd because that was a super popular game. Yeah, and you know now that you say that, I don't know if I've ever come across an Arknoid.
2: No, and I want one, and, and 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 so I have to use my sixty and one to play it. Right, but. I, I, I that's pretty much why I think I played them in 61 the most. So do you
1: have a... Sp- uh, the, the 60s, they'll support... some. Almost support a trackball, but not a sp- they spinner. Won't, they won't support yeah. a spinner.
2: So I have to use a trackball, which stinks. So I have to sit there basically, you know, and, and try to relearn how to do it with a trackball yeah. instead of a spinner, which is not the same. But, you know, that game took a lot of my quarters too. That's for sure. But, you know, I'd like to get my hands on one of those now that I mentioned it. But, well, I,
1: I, you know, like I said, I've never come across it. I've had this conversation with people as well, especially at shows. It's kind of interesting. What's kind of regional. Mm-hmm. I know one of the, one of our friends of the show, Casey Relford is his name and, uh, see him every year in Atlanta. Casey's a great guy. Um, yes, Casey, I did say that. <laughs> um, Casey and I go through these spats where Casey's dead to me, you know, but that's a whole (laughs) long story. And and I I like Frogger. Right. I really enjoy Frogger. I love
2: Frogger. Great game.
1: And I have seen literally two Frogger's that I, I can think of right now ever since I've collected
2: I saw one last weekend oh did you yeah and the guy would not come off it what, <laughs> he would not
1: what, a friend uh, uh, a friend of the family uh, a part of my extended family has one and he's had it forever right and then I know that that uh, Zanzibar has one yep and other than that I, I've I, I, I don't I actively look I kind of wait for stuff to cross my path and if I if it crossed my path it would raise my eye I'd, I'd raise an eyebrow I know that Casey and I have talked, and he has seen several of them in his area. So I don't know if it's a, there was more there than there was here. If there was uh, the operators here converted them faster, you know, right. I, I don't know what the deal was. But I see that quite a bit with with several titles where they're very common in some parts of the country and they're not in others.
2: I definitely see that because, like the candy, the, the candy cabs, like. I'm, yeah, the Japanese can, yeah, candy caps. Yeah. I can't. I've never seen them around here. I've never seen any for sale. It's been a year. Now, I'm sure there's been some around, but I, I you know, I to me they seem hard to find around here. But you know, well, a,
1: now to the best of my knowledge, I mean, your all your all your candies. There wasn't really any in the day. They anything yeah. you see now was imported. Well, right, because but, it was a common thing in Japan.
2: Right. But to see some of the groups that I'm in, right? People in California, they've got candy cabs everywhere, right? They're all over the place. Well, they're bringing yeah, them in by the yeah, container yeah, load yeah, there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, you're right. To your point, it's just a regional how they kind yep. of come in and flow through the sort of across the country and, and maybe in some pockets they got just sort of built up and <laughs> better than others. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. I, I tell you around here, I see a lot of the, the you know, the, when I'm on the marketplace and stuff searching it's always usually the same things I see you know mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of the the double dragons the, the, yeah yeah the, the well, same I think a things. lot of
1: things ended up
2: being a double dragon. yeah being a
1: double dragon or a Street Fighter <laughs> yeah. or a single slot Neo Geo yeah.
2: or yeah it's at, the same at, stuff over and over again yeah. uh, it's like when you really want to get so it's, I'm learning that you're not gonna pull those grail games I I, I don't think you're gonna get that lucky right on I at least I have in my experience.
1: I would. I feel that there's still some of those out there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but more often than not, we're at a point in the hobby where it's going to be if you're going to want one. If you're going to want an upper B type title yeah. or an A type title, most likely it's going to come from another collector and it's going to be a it's going to be a cross collector sale.
2: Is yep. what it's going to be. And you're going to have to work for it. Right? You're going to have to keep hounding somebody, and hounding them and see, if, you know, make sure you're at the top of their list.
1: You know, then, I have come across a few games that's why I say it, I don't think it's impossible. Right. I've come across a couple games that were like that. It's literally in a garage. Or literally in a storage closet, in a basement, as a as an afterthought. I know, and I still think some of those are out there. But
2: well, it's kind of funny you say that exact thing because my son associates the people I get to meet through various games, right? Like I'm going to go see so and so. Who is that? Um, the pole position guy. Oh, okay. oh you know, oh, yeah. oh, the pole position guy. Now he knows, right? <laughs> right. So I was telling him I'm going over to you know to talk with Brent tonight. Well, who's that? And I'm like, you know, the guy showed you pictures of his, and I'm going through all the things of how to describe you to him. And you know how he knows you? How does he know? me? Because it's funny you just said it. He goes, "You're the guy with the Cubert in the garage that won't give it up."
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious.
2: Because <laughs> he's like, "Are you going to talk to him about the Cubert?" I'm like, "Son, he's not going to give up the Cubert." Yeah, yeah, that Cubert. i going to go. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Like, no, it's okay. I had to break already, his heart. I <laughs> know. I already knew that. It's like, but I had to explain it to him. I was like, "Son, I forgot
1: I had the Cubert." That's another thing on my list of things to do.
2: <laughs> right, because you were saying things from someone's garage that they're yep. just not even thinking about, and you know, he's. Thinking about it, he's like, you know, go get his Cuber. I'm like, no, he's not going to come off that cube, which is so funny. It's, it's a funny thing. But
1: I just, e- even not trying, I, I disappoint children.
2: Oh, oh yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try. That's okay. Oh, that's
1: fun. <laughs> well, I, don't, your, I bet your cell phone is like most of ours, which is it'll have a name and it'll have a game.
2: Oh, you know, yes, yes, exactly. There,
1: there are people, uh, there's one guy I'm thinking of in particular. first time I met him, the game I sold him it was a kangaroo and my name in his cell phone is brent, uh, either kangaroo Brent or brent kangaroo <laughs> exactly yep you know and uh, my cell phone is littered with with references like
2: that yeah so. I, i've got donkey kong guy i've got you know a few others yeah. in my thing that you know it's how i had to remember them of course i've got their names now but yeah for a while there that's how i had to remember folks which is funny
1: well, Ken, man, I really appreciate the time tonight. We've we've talked for a good hour. I mean, I think it was a great interview, great story. I mean, is there anything, man, you want to? No. Anything I didn't touch on? Anything no, you want to mention?
2: No, thank you. I. I, I You've I already always,
1: told me I've, I've broken your child's heart. I mean, I don't no, know how else we could wrap this
2: up. No, no. It's uh, any chance I could get to come over to your place <laughs> and and check out this this amazing amazing uh, basement you got here, I, I I take jump at the chance. So thank you for having me. I oh really appreciate no, man, it.
1: I, we. Whitney and I—I'll speak for Whitney. We really appreciate you taking time out of, of, a, of a busy night. you know, you got—you've got real responsibilities. You got—you know why? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe Beth said leave. What, maybe, did Beth run you out? Well,
2: you know, I the, don't the think, truth is
1: coming out, Ken. right?
2: She didn't really stop me, so maybe she was okay. Right? <laughs> she, thank gosh,
1: he's gone. You know yeah. what? You know what's going on. What's that? She's at home playing Miss Pac Man.
2: No, I doubt that. Very seriously, if she's playing anything, she's playing that game where you cook or you, you know, you you serve orders and you cook on your phone. Oh, is there
1: a? Uh, I was gonna say is it some touch game. Yeah, on a, basically,
2: yeah. you know, where you serve food and you. I've cook, never.
1: I have no I can't get idea. Into it. right, exactly. No, idea. it's like
2: reality TV. I don't get into it.
1: <laughs> well, Ken, man, I greatly appreciate it. Oh, you thank know. you, and. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for a Nintendo cap for you
2: <laughs> right, I appreciate that for sure because I could <laughs> use about two of them <laughs> oh oh now he's pushing no oh. no I'll take one but you know <laughs> you know how it works right yeah alright All right, buddy well thank you again thank you so much thank you very much
0: Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at Brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Broken Token. Brittany and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening.
1: The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzey. And that's me. Music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fierro! For longtime listeners of the show, um, they'll remember that we used to do a lot of just interviews with local collectors, just kind of get their take on things, what got them into it. And, and unfortunately, just because of time and, and, and the like, we've gotten, a, I don't like any of this. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so many words. <laughs> See, Whitney and I do that all the time. I, I was it. like, this this is terrible. <laughs> I love it. Love it.